All right, guys, no pre-intro or anything today. Like, we're going to jump straight into it. So in this episode, what I kind of want to jump into is really just a follow-up to the conversation we are having yesterday and really to, to answer a couple things that I've talked to people about uh, since I recorded yesterday's episode. Uh, first, let's uh, update kind of what's going on. Uh, earlier this afternoon, President Trump held a press conference, uh, made a statement, took some questions, and the big takeaway from that is that he officially declared a national state of emergency in the United States because of the coronavirus. That should tell you a couple things. Uh, the number one is this is serious. I don't know of the last time that we have had a true national emergency because of a virus. Now, we've had, you know, H1N1 and we had some stuff going on with that. Uh, we've had the the war on opiates and, you know, the war on drugs back in the day. So we've had some different federal initiatives and some uh, declarations, if you will. But in modern times in America, we have not seen the massive amounts of events canceled or a flat out no holds barred, do what you have to, to get this in thing under control to the CDC and those in authority and power uh, from the federal government in regards to healthcare. And I say that not to, you know, hyperbole anything, but just to speak to this is really serious. This is something that is actually garnering that much attention and that much precaution. And I honestly don't think we're overplaying it. I, to be honest, after looking at the data, looking at you know the new reports that's come out from uh, the New England Journal and JAMA and a couple other big name places today, I, I still think honestly we're behind. Like we're still underplaying this in America. So that's kind of the takeaway from what happened this afternoon. Now to jump in to what I really want to get to real quick here. First thing out of really two is there is a lot of conversation that needs to be had. And you may be thinking, oh my God, there's there's so much going on social media. Like we, there's already like opinion overload. So on and so, I, I get that. I trust me, I am active on social media. I live right outside of Kirkland, Washington. I'm a medical student that's surrounded by colleagues that all have opinions. I have family and friends back home that or in a very different kind of spot. I, I get that there's a lot of opinions out there. I'm not talking about trying to push what you think is correct. I'm, I'm talking about we need to actually garner conversation and, and push forth and propose, hey, this is what I think is going on based on this data. What say you? And to realize that this is going to be a community effort on a national level, but within that national level on an individual and person-to-person level to get the best results. We've seen the flatten the curve thing. If you haven't seen it, literally just Google flatten the curve, maybe hashtag flatten the curve. Uh, the article that I put in the show notes from 
yesterday and last episode, he talks about flattening the curve. We're finally jumping on board. There was a lot of pushback from that a couple of days ago. I'm happy to see that when I look across social media, that, that people are really embracing this idea and they're, they're starting to understand it. So that's good news to me. With that, we've got to continue to develop empathy in this idea that none of us know everything. The doctors don't know everything. If the doctors knew everything, uh, we wouldn't be scrambling to try to figure out how to best treat this uh, other than prevention. And prevention is important. Prevention will always be the cornerstone of health. In a pandemic, you have to think about, okay, even when we do prevention and that's not enough, uh, how are we going to treat this effectively? We still don't have a good answer to that. And so the doctors don't know everything. We don't know everything, obviously. Nobody knows everything. So we need to do a better job, I think, myself included, to to garner conversation, to have tough conversations, to debate what's going on, do so from one, a respectful standpoint, and two, based on data. We could go down the whole trail of there's bias and there's conspiracy and there's fake news, and I'm well aware that all of that exists on some level, and we could even debate to what level that does exist. There has to be some standard, though, of where do we come from with what we're saying how can we validate this and i don't mean from a forbes or business insider thing doesn't necessarily have to be you know level one clinical large rcts or meta-analysis because we obviously don't have those for corona at this point but it does have to come from some level of well thought out clinical reasoning i think and that leads me into the the second thing that I really want to say here. I I have seen not only in the the healthcare realm uh, and in the public eye, but especially in the holistic, integrative, naturopathic health coaching, like the whole non-conventional side of medicine and some of the conventional side of medicine. There's a lot of reports. And let me preface with this. I'm not targeting anybody. I'm not trying to intentionally piss anybody off. This is just coming from someone that has a public health background, is living in the epicenter of this chaos, and is a naturopathic medical student. I am 100% for uh, unconventional, not necessarily pharmaceutical approaches. I love thinking outside the box. That's one of the reasons I got into this medicine. Even with that, I don't think now is a time for us to, and I say us as a collective nation, to start making unfounded, somewhat ridiculous claims that we can cure this with vitamin C. We don't know that. Oh, we can use essential oils. We don't know that. Oh, these herbs, the homeopathic remedies, the and the list goes on. I'm not against employing those if I get the coronavirus, you can damn well bet I'm going to be employing some non-pharmaceutical agents to try to help my odds of overcoming the coronavirus. I'm also not going to at any point claim that any of those things effectively treat the coronavirus. 
because we don't know. And we also don't have at this time any pharmaceuticals that can effectively treat the coronavirus. And I'm not going to make that claim either. But I also don't see any people in the conventional world claiming that. What I do see is people in the integrative, natural health, naturopathic uh, space saying, hey, yeah, we just need to ramp up the vitamins. We need to take, you know, I actually haven't seen them with probiotics. I'm surprised that has come to conversation, but, you know, we need to take the herbs, the, the vitamins. We need to ramp up this. We need to, I'm all for prevention. I'm all for self-care. I'm completely not for making claims that we cannot back up with evidence because there are a lot of people searching for answers. There are a lot of people that are panicking about the situation. And there's a lot of people that are being crippled by fear. And what we don't want to do is whether we mean to or not, essentially hold out a dangling carrot and say, Hey, yeah, if you're worried, like you just need to do these things. And immediately people start, you know, running out and, and trying to do these things thinking, Hey, I'm going to be okay. Hey, I just need to get my grandparents to take this stuff. And I say this often, probably not as much as I should. Natural medicine is not necessarily safer than synthetic medicine. And so while there are a lot of natural things that have less side effects potentially than medications, it doesn't mean they're not without risk. It doesn't mean they're not without side effects and what I do say also very often is if it is powerful enough to change your physiology in a way that can heal you, it's also by definition powerful enough to potentially cause you harm. So with that said, I just want us to be careful going forward, especially in America, we have a tendency to err on the side of like, hey, let's think outside the box and do this. And I'm off for it. It makes America an incredible nation. And it's something that if you're an entrepreneur like me, then that's kind of in your DNA. That's, that's your bread and butter. That's how you're wired. I just don't think that now in this pandemic is the time to employ that from a prevention and treatment area. I think that of all times, this is the time we need to let experts be experts. We need to let the epidemiologists and the people that study these things for years on end, in case this ever does happen, we need to hunker down. We need to listen to them, take our cues from the people that are in authority that do this for a living, not panic, but also not brush it off, take responsibility, and we'll get through this thing. Hey guys, hope that I uh, didn't come across too heavy or too harsh. Um, it's not my goal here. I, I want to reiterate what I've talked to a lot of people one-on-one uh, -on -one over the phone or over Facebook or Instagram since yesterday. My goal here is not to cause a stir or make a scene digitally or piss people off or God forbid make people panic. My goal here is to educate and to give a perspective that may not have been thought of before and to really kind of help guide the conversation of what's going on with coronavirus uh, within my circle of influence. As always, I'm not looking for 
crazy ratings or to get rich off of this. This is literally to help put stuff out there that I think needs to be said uh, regarding health from my perspective as a medical student. So if it's brought you value, if you think it's interesting, if you love it, if you hate it, either way, if you would do me the honor of providing some feedback, uh, considering giving us a rating or just sharing it with others and letting this conversation continue. Love you guys. Be back in the next episode.